0: player two has entered the podcast welcome back people to player two has entered the podcast i am your co-host michael peterson aka mc Paperstacks, and this week i am at a loss for an intro so, I'm going to kick it over to my co host with the co most. Derek, what you got for me for a good intro?
1: Oh, man. This is uh, whew, putting me on the spot, man. It's Derek, a.k.a. Mercman, a.k.a. Mercalicious, a.k.a. Mercosaurus Rex. And we're <laughs> about to get into this thing.
0: Okay. Episode four, is it? Wow. Yeah. We're, we're old pros now. Oh, man. I feel pretty good about it in a world where podcasts (laughs) are are young and fledgling two two men (laughs) one one man another one man come together on the microphone to say words about video games and other things and people listen coming this summer uh starring arnold schwarzenegger (laughs) that's where you come in with your arnold schwarzenegger impression Oh, uh, get to the chopper. <laughs> also starring Keanu Reeves. Uh, whoa. Also starring Britney Spears.
1: <laughs> I can't even think of a Britney Spears song right now, man. I was going to do it. I'm
0: not a girl. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> I was trying to embarrass you, but I ended up embarrassing myself. Good job, Mike. All right. No. <laughs> so busy week this week. We'll we'll get into it, certainly. But as far as current events, I've really kicked it up this week personally. There's this, I don't, I mean, you probably know about it. I think a lot of Twitch, normal Twitch users know about it. Highlight feature that I kind of utilized when I first started Twitch streaming. And I made a couple of highlights because I said, oh, you know, some odd percent of people who watch a highlight return to your channel. And it was such a chore and it took so long that I didn't really go back to it. But then I realized I have a little bit of downtime during work now that I'm working from home. So I, I, I cut a few more highlight trailers and then I just – it got momentum rolling and then Ghost of Tsushima came out. And I'm like I got to add to the schedule. So now my schedule is full up seven days a week and um, I'll, I'll talk about the changes to the schedule uh, if you haven't already heard it in the spoiler cast because guess what bonus episode today Spoilers. we're Ooh. dropping episode four and we're dropping a spoiler cast you're welcome and uh, <laughs> we recorded the spoiler cast last night and I, I think I mentioned to you I was up until three in the morning editing it it was an hour and a half and we still had so much more to say oh yeah oh my goodness. So, but yeah, I I also finished Warrior Nun and Unsolved Mysteries. But da 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 da, but da 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 da. And Unsolved Mysteries did give me my aliens episode, so I feel nice. I feel pretty good and it did creep me out appropriately. I'm still just I'm waking up at night like, "Oh my goodness, where is he? What happened to him? Where's that UFO?" The also that <laughs> and and Warrior Nun was was it got really good especially from around episode 3 or 4 on and That the particular episode I I really dug that got me invested at the end credits, I noticed a a familiar name pop up as a writer, David Hader, who gamers, if you don't recognize that name, that is the voice, the English voice of Solid Snake, the original Solid Snake, not Keith or Sutherland that they, you know, Uh yeah, Yeah. for that's, that's a whole nother thing we can talk about later on. I think they did David Hader dirty. But David Hader co-wrote and co-produced Warrior Nun, which I found out used to be a manga. Really? Yeah. It's an adaptation wow. from a manga. Go figure. I, I'm into it. It ended on a bit of a cliffhanger. Things got real, real. I was like, whoa. And again, it, it never lost its CW kind of corny charm completely. But it did get me invested in the characters. And I was enjoying it. And I think that's a testament to the actors in it, especially the the three main characters shotgun mary and then the warrior not herself yeah her are, shotgun Mary. I, I love shotgun mary first of all she her name is shotgun mary because she uses two shotguns and she rolls with the nuns but she's not really a nun but when uh. somebody asked her why do they call you shotgun mary she goes because i drink a lot As <laughs> <laughs> to tell you what what kind of chick shotgun mary is at first i she she was, because of the way they open the show, and I mentioned to you that somebody dies in the beginning, like the very beginning. It's like the first scene. Mm-hmm. Shotgun Mary is very close to that person. So she's very emotional at first, but there's no investment for it. So it comes off as a little annoying. I'm like, will you put that shit in check and do your mission or whatever? Right. But then later on, when you get to know her and get to know her situation, and you get to know her personality outside of being frantic and just losing somebody she dearly cared about, you actually really kind of pick up and an on that character. So... Yeah, she ended up being one of my favorite characters. Shotgun Mary. Shotgun Mary. Big news podcast related. We got our first international listener in Ireland, Dublin specifically.
1: Oh, yeah. Shout outs to That's our Irish. Dublin
0: listener. I don't know your name, but I know that you live there. And I appreciate that you are listening to us across the pond there. That, that means a lot. Yes, I thank hope that you. you continue to listen to us. And again, if you want to introduce yourself, make any suggestions, or have any questions answered on the podcast, send us an email to mcpaperstacks at gmail.com. We appreciate you. Also, I was looking at our demographics. I find this interesting too, not because women aren't into video games, but I don't feel like I've advertised as much to to women. Like My gamer group is like 75-25 when it comes to gender, but our audience for the podcast has been consistently... 50 50 45 55 49 51 around that for mm-hmm. men and women listeners awesome. go figure yeah right. so I think apparently it's been women well i was gonna say uh <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say episode three ladies he's got you apparently it's true All so right. i appreciate that derek thank you no no problem i'm here to help so uh let me ask you what's going on with you currently this week what you got going on
1: currently this is another heavy week for thrifting and just posting stuff on ebay haven't had much time to get into anything other than watching a few shows here and there yeah tomorrow i plan on getting on last of us two because mm. my wife will be gone my daughter will be gone and it will just be me
0: where are they heading off to
1: uh they're going to have dinner with their grant with my wife's grandmother
0: okay okay so have has your wife's grandmother? Been completely isolated. She's been around seeing family. What's that kind of social distancing bubble thing working out to be?
1: I think that she well, she was already kind of pretty isolated Mm -hmm. to begin with. She does a lot of shopping and thrifting herself, Mm, and she lives in Noblesville, I believe. So she's already pretty far away from everybody. Okay.
0: Yeah, I um, it always makes me a little nervous because right now uh, there's a family reunion going on on my wife's side as well, and her grandmother is in town from Terre Haute. And her grandmother is usually very popular, always seeing everybody, but she's been kind of social distancing too. And it always makes me a little nervous when, I mean, everybody's family, we have to see each other, but um, she came over during July 4th too, and none of us were really wearing masks. And we were outside luckily, and we did kind of stay far apart, but my kid runs up and gives her a hug because of course he does. Right. And I feel like those are the times that you slightly expose yourself to the virus because who did they see? Who do those people? It spreads so easily. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you can't completely isolate your family. So it's it, it to me, it always seems like this really tough balancing act that we're constantly yeah. walking. And I'm definitely doing the best I can. When I hear about family seeing each other, it makes me happy, but it also makes me nervous at the same time. You know yeah. What I mean?
1: well, yeah, like I had to keep my wife from ordering Golden Corral today. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, not only is it disgusting, but.
0: <laughs> you know people be up there, too.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I drove by the other day, and it's
0: fat Ugh. all day,
1: every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this is a buffet. This is like ground zero Straight for up. any type of outbreak, period. Straight so up. I, uh, she ended up ordering Outback Steakhouse instead. I was like, babe, it's a buffet. She's like, yeah, but you got to wear a mask. And I'm like, yeah, but also their hands are in everything, and let's just not order that just to be safe. And it's not tasty.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's also that. Yeah, I've been, right. we, we've definitely been ordering food here and there from restaurants, uh, trying to pick local restaurants when we can to support them. But and, and even though a lot of them do social distancing or they take precautions and wear masks, a lot, there's a lot of people that don't know that you kind of need to cover your nose too. I rolled a McDonald's drive thru the other day. And by the other day, I mean like a couple months ago. But like I rolled mm-hmm. a McDonald's drive thru, and the guy that took my money, his mask was down like underneath his nose. And I, I was like, yeah. bro.
1: You know you breathe
0: for that, right? <laughs> yeah, like you breathe out of your nose, bro. But uh, again, uh, I don't actually say that because as much as I feel like it's selfish to not know these things and do them correctly because the whole idea of you wearing a mask is not spreading it to other people. I also feel like it's like me trying to tell somebody to say please and thank you. I mean, mm-hmm. I know it's a little bit more life-threatening than that, but it comes down to manners. You know what I mean? Right. Are you the type of person that's going to look out for the people around you or are you the type of person that just really don't care? Yeah. So I don't know. It, it is what it is. I, is. We'll, we'll see how this whole thing shakes out. I see it stretching on months, possibly years. and Maybe that's just the pessimist in me or the realist in me. I don't know. I, I do hopefully. Uh, hopefully not. I do feel fortunate and happy that I, I got a good circle. My family and I, we get along. We got the means to ride this out. A lot of people have to be out there every day and risk their life. And mm-hmm. I think I said it on episode one, but kudos to anybody that has to go out there every day and be essential do their job i wish that you had more options and i wish things were better for you but know that i appreciate you a lot of people appreciate you so yeah all right so i'm gonna ask this question i've been asked at the last few episodes i think i know the answer but what you been playing been
1: playing the last of us part two
0: what
1: yeah it's crazy <laughs> like i said earlier tomorrow i'm gonna be able to play it about to go in for a few hours so yeah and also, I've gotten so much stuff lately. I have so many to- – I have totes full of toys okay. that I need to go through, mm-hmm. and I just need to take a time-, take time away from thrifting and go through that stuff, and that should give me time to play The Last of Us 2 so I can get to Ghost of Tsushima
0: because I really want to play that. Don't you wish you could like just part-time hire somebody to do some of the grunt work part of your job? I wish I could hire somebody to do editing for me.
1: <laughs> I really do. Yeah. Well, not, not really because I love the grunt work.
0: Like oh, I love that's the part that you like. Okay. Yeah.
1: Like I love going out and getting this stuff. Well, and
0: let me ask you this: What part of what you do would you farm out if you had the chance, or if you could do it for free? You could just get a cousin or somebody in to help you out. The posting. Ah. Okay. The
1: posting and the pricing. Gotcha. That's the that takes the most time. Gotcha. Because like you can only post one thing at a time.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah,
1: that takes hours.
0: I feel you. Especially if you get a big haul, which it sounds like you have recently. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I have been playing a multitude of games, partly because of my Twitch stream, of course. On Monday, I played for uh, beat-em-ups. I played Knights of Valor. Have you heard of that game before, Knights of Valor?
1: I have not. What a uh, system?
0: Arcade. But they arcade. did do okay. a re-release for PS4, I saw. But it didn't oh, look okay. like it was very well received. Mm. But the arcade version is a 2D side-scrolling beat-em-up with sprites. It is based off Romance of the Three Kingdoms, so you can play as like Zhang Fei or Guan Yu. Xiao Yun. Yeah. uh, Diao Chan. She's one of the characters. Mm -hmm. And it is... It's really interesting. You can level up in that game and you can use items and you have multiple branching paths and there's like secret bosses and secret paths and it's it's pretty immense. And there's a million different versions. Like on the main emulator I have there's knights of valor plus knights of valor version 115 version 117 and all this other stuff and it just comes down to whether the like there's secret characters are unlocked there's like a there's a fighting like a, a boss rush version where you just go through and fight all the bosses in the game and that's that's mm. the whole focus of it so it, it, it took me a second just to research and figure out like which version i want to play i ended up going with knights of valor plus i think that's what i played it's hard for it's hard to tell I don't even know if it was released to Arcade Cabinets stateside, but it does have English words in it. But a lot of the spoken dialogue sounds like it's in uh, Mandarin, perhaps. Mm. So or simplified Chinese, perhaps. I'm not sure. But yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. And it got me thinking maybe moving forward and beat them ups. I need to just kind of run through the Dynasty Warriors series, do two, then three. I was going to do one, but it's just basically a fighting game. I'm like, is that going to be interesting for an hour? I don't know. So just go straight to two, three, four, five and go all the way up
1: yeah I, I loved one i was thrown off when they changed the formula
0: but really so you were a fan yeah. before I, I discovered it too because i remember yeah, it, no. we talked about it last week one of the first ps2 games i got was dynasty warriors 2
1: yeah dynasty warriors one was the one of the first ps1 games i got oh, okay cool and it was so cool because this was before was this before soul caliber or Maybe, it was around the same time.
0: I was gonna say it probably is around the same time. Maybe I mean because you weren't a Dreamcast owner, right? And they brought right. the arcade version of Soul Calibur to Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it predates Soul Calibur, but it's probably one of your first exposures. I assume to to uh, weapon based combat. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm considering that Wednesday for blind plays. I tried out a game I got on sale on Switch for 15 bucks. I think it was like half off. Called. Taiko no Tatsujin, Drum and Fun. Taiko no
1: Tatsujin.
0: Hi. So it, it, it actually ended up being a lot of fun, and now I kind of want to go and track down the drum controller for it. Hint, hint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it was a nightmare to upload on YouTube. It actually got completely blocked because of one song. If you want to guess, I, I'll give you, I'll narrow it down for you. It okay. is, a, is a song based on a Japanese anime. And it's extremely popular, and it was localized and brought to the West. It was a movie. Can you guess which theme song, the first song that played in the movie, that was blocked completely? Uh,
1: God. Is it a a Studio Ghibli movie? It is. Okay. Spirited Away? No.
0: Hey, let's go. Hey, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, it was My Neighbor Totoro. Yeah, that was my next guess. (laughs) Yeah, so which... I mean, I was so happy when I saw it. I was like, ooh. I mean, it was the Japanese version. So it was like, uh, I don't, I'm not even going to try to imitate Japanese on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But it was still the melody, and I was having a really good time with it. So I didn't notice it the first time I uploaded it. It just said, like, the numeral three and a bunch of Japanese characters completely blocked. We'll stop the video from being viewed. The rest of them just Damn. said, we're going to take the monetization money. And I was like, well, whatever. They don't pay me anyways. Right. <laughs> so I edited it out on the main video. And then when I did the highlights, because that was one of the videos I did highlights on. When I, when I was doing some editing on Twitch this week, I uploaded it. It got blocked again. And that's why I noticed that was the song that they took out. Because I included it in my highlights. Because, of course, I did. I love that song.
1: Right. What but, uh, were you playing it on?
0: Switch. Nintendo
1: Switch. Switch. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you can use the Joy-Cons like, in a drum-like motion, basically. I was using the motion controls. But okay. apparently, it comes with its own drum controller, so I gotta track that down.
1: Yeah, because I have a drum controller for a PS2. Oh, for Taiko.
0: Drumming. Oh, okay. I think yeah. it's. I think it is Taiko. Yeah, I don't think that that would be compatible unless it yeah, connects not. via USB. No. <laughs> but that's interesting that you even have one. That's pretty cool. I, I think mm-hmm. it's it for anybody who's interested in playing Taiko no Tatsujin. I think that you should get the drum controller because motion controls aren't reliable, but they're the funnest way to play because you're doing the drum motion. And I, I feel like the accuracy of using an actual peripheral – I mean, it's kind of like Rock Band. And I thought you would really dig it. You should um, look up maybe the highlights if you have about a spare 15 minutes. Uh, I, th- I think it actually had to cut down to 13 because of that song I had to cut out. But uh, on MC Paper Stacks Plays – they have a lot of songs from anime. They had some video game songs, like they had a Kirby melody. They had True. the Mario Odyssey theme. It's time to jump up in mm-hmm. the air. Yeah. Jump up,
1: don't be scared.
0: And it's, it's produced by Namco, so I'm thinking there's probably, if I didn't already come across it and didn't notice it, there's probably songs from Katamari Damasi in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering what other animes, because I was unlocking songs as I was playing on Wednesday, and one of the songs I, I, I don't know if I unlocked or I just missed it the first time I went through was the Japanese version of the Moana theme song. So I was like, oh, Moana's on here? All right. <laughs> it's kind of neat. Yeah. So if you're into rhythm games, I would definitely recommend checking it out. I had a ton of fun with it, even though I was just kind of simply just drumming. I, I went, I did the thing where you go skiing on the bunny hill the first time. You're like, let's go straight to Black Diamond. This seems easy. and i went straight to extreme like the second time i played through a song and and at one point i was just swinging my arms it didn't matter i failed yeah no it definitely gets a lot more difficult which i'm i i'm not surprised that it does so friday which as at the time of the recording is last night i played dead space 2 yeah yeah i think you hopped on for a bit yeah i watched you for a little bit it was um just as scary as i remember and I, I, I got hit with a few jump scares. Mm-hmm. I started to kind of remember playing it because I played, I think, up through that point, up to the point where you get to, like, the living quarters for the cult. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I remember playing one so much I didn't know if that was going to scare me anymore, to be honest, because I just played it so much. Yeah. There was a time where you could put Dead Space 1 in front of me, and you could put, like gdq logo behind me and it wouldn't look out of place like i i knew that game like the back (laughs) of my hand but yeah with two i never actually beat it and and i only played like through a certain portion of it once a while back so i figured that'd be the better one to do and it was i had a lot of fun with it i ended up playing way longer than the scheduled hour i think i played almost two hours the only reason why i stopped because my phone was about to die and that's the only way i can track comments
1: (laughs) yeah those first two games do intros do their intros perfectly
0: yeah, I was talking about that on the stream. I feel like one's is a little better because you don't know exactly what's going on, whereas 2, they kind of recap and explain like, ooh, people died, huh? Yeah. But once you, yeah, once you get into it, it just kicks it up to 100 and keeps it there for a while. And it, it does make you feel a lot more helpless. Whereas in 1, there's only like one hallway you run through without a weapon, and then all of a sudden you get dipped and buttered and you're ready to go. Oh, yeah. So, it's yeah, it's still... Engineering butter. I said it last night. I, it's still Dead Space 1 and 2 would still go in the top 10 of any horror game list I would make. I think that most people should make, to be honest. Just mm-hmm. excellent sound design. Just really creepy. So Yeah, that would do it for streams. I did pick up Outer Worlds, of course. I had mentioned that last week. And I played through, I want to say, six to eight hours. And I uploaded my gameplay minus loading screens and character tweaking. I edited that part out up to my YouTube channel for people to see as a silent play. I didn't really stream them, so if people want to check that out, they can. And then I got Ghost of Tsushima, and I'll be streaming that tonight, starting at 8. And I'm going to do Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, 8 to 11. I'm just going to be streaming my main game, which right now will be Ghost of Tsushima, so I'm excited. Awesome. Right right before we started recording, I was watching the opening movie, and I was going to fam- familiarize myself with it a little bit. I'm not sure if I'm actually going to have time to do that between editing and everything else, but... I'll definitely be checking out at 8 o'clock. So I hope people will join me for that. Awesome. Uh, of course, this is after the fact. So if you hadn't joined me, come see me on Tuesday. <laughs> 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 All right. So let's talk about those hauls that you got on this week. I'm kind of interested to to hear you know, any any deals that you've seen personally that other people can pursue or anything that you got that you think people be interested in buying.
1: Okay. As far as deals that other people you can get, if you live in the Midwest, you probably have a family video a lot of their games go on sale to where you can actually buy them and not rent them mm-hmm. and a lot of their older gen stuff is getting phased out really so yeah i talked to one of the employees and he said basically what decides when a game goes on sale is when they've gotten their money out of it mm. if it's really old and they've made their money back then it goes on sale and they're usually selling for like 3 bucks so wow. i got yeah i got like 18 wii u games for 3 bucks a piece uh, two for five, so two fifty a piece, and uh, yeah, if you have a family video, go check it out because you never know what you're gonna get. Sometimes yeah. they have PS Four and Xbox One stuff on sale, so it just it just depends on the store. As far as other pickups and stuff that I got this week, like I said, I I pick up so much stuff. I go to Goodwill Outlet almost every single day. Mm. Uh, I've gotten this week. I got a couple of Xbox One controllers from there, three or four three sixty controllers, a few Wii controllers. Lots of controllers, hmm. but today, actually, I went to a street sale near my house, and um, if you don't yard sale a lot, street sale is basically where the entire street participates in a yard sale. Each house has a different sale, and uh, this sale is actually two streets, so I went down both streets. First sale, I go to a uh, complete in Box Wii and Xbox 360.
0: Holy shit. That's yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah, and it's not like, it's not crazy, but I asked her how much she said, five bucks each. Shut up. No. Wow. I will not. (laughs) I said, okay. And then, uh, much to my dismay, some dude walks by me having bought a, like, inbox Bose TV speaker Mm. for, like, five bucks. And that just upset me, because I'm sure that was worth more than these two. Yeah, no,
0: for sure. But, uh,
1: yeah, uh, another thing I picked up was Steam Link. Have you heard of that? Steam Link? Yeah, it's uh, basically a Steam console, or it's a streaming box. Basically, you can stream the games that you buy on Steam on your mm. TV.
0: Okay.
1: So I got that in the box with the controller. Let's see. I picked up a few Pokemon items. So I got the Pokemon Gold and Silver Player's Guide and the Pokemon Yellow Player's Guide. And the Pokemon The First Movie soundtrack. And if you've never seen Pokemon The First Movie, please go watch it. It's so good. It will make you cry. I had my wife watch it, I think, last year, and she was bawling by the end of that movie.
0: Yeah, no, your wife and I have both talked about the particular scene where we couldn't hold it in anymore. Yeah, no, it's a <laughs> Basically, Pikachu. it's a very tired Pikachu. <laughs>
1: yeah. And he's like, I'm sick of this, man. <laughs> um, Pika. Yeah, and the last thing I got was, it's crazy because this house is on the very end of the street. There weren't a lot of sales on this part of the street. And I was like, if I go to this house, I might miss stuff at all these houses down here. But I mm-hmm. go to this house, and I see from the car an inbox Genesis with games on top of it. Wow. Model two. Yeah, model two Genesis, the Sonic Two system. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got it marked for forty. I asked, uh, we take twenty-five. He says thirty. So I got it for thirty bucks with Jurassic Park, Sonic the Hedgehog Two, NFL Football '94, and Mortal Kombat Two. Nice. So that was definitely my find of the day. I've never found a inbox Sega like Genesis and it's very sweet. I love I like this is the part that I love. I love seeing that stuff from the street and be like, oh the gods are smiling on me. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, yeah that's but, definitely
0: the funnest part.
1: Yeah, and lastly I got a bag of Disney Infinity figures for like a dollar. Cool. So cool. yeah, it's got all the Marvel
0: stuff in it and it.
1: Yeah. But that that's pretty much it for Pickups, like I said, I get so much. It's hard to keep up with.
0: Yeah, well, as far as deals are concerned on my end, I I noticed a few things. I I recently got Dark Genesis on sale, but it's it's even cheaper now. You can get it for sixteen ninety nine at GameStop, brand new. Wow. Uh, on the eShop, Blasphemous, which is that indie Metroidvania slash horror title, which looks really good. They're selling that half off, twelve forty nine. Uh, Best Buy has a bunch of amiibo on sale right now for ten to twelve bucks. So you know, people who are hunting for amiibo should check that out. There's a lot of big or larger uh, Switch titles that never go on sale that are like ten bucks off: Dragon Quest Builders Two, Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, Splatoon Two super mario brothers wii u deluxe the switch version whatever you know (laughs) stuff like that so dales uh, dales 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 are raging on y'all nancy (laughs) so all right well let's let's kick it over to gaming news then so what 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 uh is on your radar this week as far as news is concerned
1: okay so got a few things uh firstly we both saw it Lego is coming out with a NES original NES Lego set. Yeah, and it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Let's say that first, but it's gonna cost you about three hundred dollars. Woo! And for that price, you can get an original NES and a lot of the library. So, but uh, I mean, it also has a Lego uh, CRTV as well. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But
0: yeah, you could buy one of those for that price as well. Yeah, it's not really a problem, but it
1: does highlight the fact that LEGO pretty much has free reign to do whatever they want Mm -hmm. and price however they want, and they know that it's going to sell. Because I guarantee you they're not making a whole bunch of those sets. No. They're probably going to make like 5,000 of those sets and take their money and run.
0: Yep, no, they're up for pre-order right now. And I saw some compatibility with that $60 Mario Lego set, like the little electronic Mario. If you set him on top of the CRT, when you use the little knob on the side of the CRT to make the Mario game kind of scroll and look like Mario is going through the level, then the Mario figure on top will make sound effects that correspond with what you're seeing on the TV. So it, it is really neat. Like if I had money to burn, if I was just one of those rich idiots with tons of money, Well, you know what? Even then, I should be giving it to a charity, not buying this, but (laughs) occasionally we splurge. But no, I I might get it, but yeah, I just can't support that. That's a child's toy, and they're charging dumb amounts of money. I feel like Lego is such an undertaking. Part of me looks forward to the day when Ben gets old enough, and I think I only have a few more years to build a really complicated lego set with me like as a bonding experience mm-hmm. but why do i gotta pay hundreds of dollars for that bonding experience when we're just gonna right. build it and put you're the toy on a there. shelf somewhere yeah right it
1: yeah yeah it's not like you're going to a theme park and you're paying for the experience of the that park you're actually doing something you're paying to sit there and rack your brain to build this thing
0: well that's, <laughs> that's an experience in of itself it you know? is. like i'm not gonna knock the experience i just feel like even with the theme park it'd be cheaper. You know, like, oh, yeah, right. Take him to Holiday World, which is really close to me, and we can drink free sodas all day long and hang out and spend less than a hundred bucks. So, right. I'm just saying, you know, and that's the thing. Like, if it was a hundred or less, and you got all of that stuff that came with it, that would be a little bit more digestible. It'd still be like, oh, that's that's expensive, but yeah, this is outrageous. At the, at the end of
1: the day, it's plastic.
0: Yeah. That's what happens, man. When you combine the powers of Lego with Nintendo, it's just... Anything is uh, possible. Anything is possible. Lego
1: with any brand name. Star Wars, Marvel, anything.
0: Did you see that they're dropping a Dragon's Dogma Netflix show? I did. Yeah, that actually went live yesterday, Friday. Yesterday as a time of recording. 17th. So on Netflix right now, if you're interested, there is a Dragon's Dogma show. Now, I feel like in light of my disappointment with Berserk twenty sixteen, this is the closest we're going to get to a quality Berserk anime until Netflix gets off its butt and figures that out. <laughs> because I feel like the world of Dragon's Dogma feels very Berserk esque to me. I don't know if they're going to go like down a dark road with it. Like maybe they went with Castlevania. Who knows? But I'm excited to check it out. So, yeah, my fun, myself, fun I oh, Go ahead. Yeah. No, you. go. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, I have not played Dragon's Dogma. I've only done, played the demo. And it looked really interesting. I just, I don't know. I'm going to check out the show.
0: I I, yeah, I love being a good anime. Yeah. I beat dragons dogma and I, it was one of those games that looked interesting to me. It was around the time that Skyrim and dark souls came out. Mm-hmm. And I think no they were channel. touting it as kind of like a Japanese Skyrim or something like that. But the reason what made a day one purchase for me is when I found out, and I think this was like a cross promotion with the berserk movies that redid the golden age arc. You can actually locate, on a side mission, Guts' armor from when he was the uh, captain of the Hawks Raiders, the you know, from the Band of the hawk, yeah, well, yeah. and also Griffith's honor, armor. And the, the the thing with Dragon's Dogma is you can make your own kind of like... I can't remember the name of the, the character because it has been a while since I played, but there's like this... There are these characters that you can make aside from your main character that follow you around and fight in your party, and they can be lent out for other people to borrow... So mm-hmm. I made my main character look like Guts, and that character looked like Griffith, and then when we got the armor, we put it on, and Guts and Griffith were just running around the world tearing it up, and I loved it. Being so, difference. Yeah, it was the closest thing, because there was no Warriors game for Berserk at the time. There was the Berserk PS2, but it was Japanese only, didn't have a Dreamcast, even though I have actually played the Dreamcast Berserk game and beat it. It just, I had to borrow it. So this is the closest I had to like a little Berserk game that I could play, and I was super geeked about it. Nice. So no, I, I I think people should check it out, especially if they enjoyed Castlevania. I, I think you know there's there's gonna obviously be monsters and there's gonna be kind of sword and sorcery and fantasy stuff going on. I don't know exactly how dark it's gonna go, but we'll see. the The world of Dragon's Dogma is kind of dark, you know. There's some occult stuff going on there. So, okay, okay. yeah. Uh, anything else you got as far as news is concerned? You mentioned something uh, about The Sims.
1: Yeah, so if you don't know, The Sims is actually having a competitive reality show that will be premiering on TBS and basically the rules of the show is you're going to create your own Sims and I don't know the specifics of it but I'm assuming that whoever has the happiest Sims or whatever ends up winning but I just think that it's funny that reality shows have gotten to this point you've got this you've got a I don't know if it's still on anymore but there's a Lego building show really it's called the Lego Masters or something. Huh. And it's literally just you have to build these Lego sets in a certain amount of time. And yeah, reality shows are getting ridiculous. Like it was like the jersey source stuff and now it's literally
0: just nerd shit. But it's kind of cool. <laughs> I, I like, it is to cool. See, it's like really cool. today today's competition on the Sims. Who can make right. their Sims go woohoo the fastest? <laughs> So basically, my idea is I'm going to put on my best outfit, I'm going to go to the club, and I'm going to buy everybody drinks, and I'm going to get that woohoo, I think. I'm pretty close to getting that (laughs) woohoo. I'm sure I'm going to get my wife to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. Yeah, let me know how that goes. Uh, I might be interested in checking it out myself. There There was a leaked picture, too, of PS5 that you had mentioned that I'm kind of interested about. What's up with that?
1: Yeah, so I don't know if it's real or fake, but... It's a picture showing a bunch of Sony products. It's got Xperia TV and some other things. But you see a black PS5 with red lighting on the inside, and it looks super dope.
0: Yeah, I like that color scheme better than the white and the blue.
1: Yeah, and I just think to myself, there's no way that this one will, one, not be a thing ever. Hmm. Like, even if this is fake, if Sony sees this and doesn't capitalize on that, then they're they're idiots because this is the sexiest thing I've seen. It makes the PS5 look a million times better.
0: What if they're the ones that leaked it and they just want to see people's reactions before they put anything into production? I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, it's a I don't put it
1: past them. Yeah. I think these companies leak their stuff on purpose all the time. Mm-hmm. Except mm-hmm. for Naughty Dog.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. They not want that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, what about this news I hear about Metacritic? not allowing people, not critics, but not allowing users to review a game until 36 hours has passed from the release date. Is that true? Yeah,
1: so basically with the whole Last of Us 2 fiasco, with all the spoilers dropping and everything, people, which I'm sure didn't even play the game, just submitted a bunch of... Review bombs. Once, Yeah. Yeah, they review bombed it. And now Metacritic's saying, literally on their site, you can go to it, it says please take time to play the game before you come back and post a review. Ouch. <laughs> right. Okay. So it's like, okay. So kind of, it's, kind of, it's just like, we see you, we know what you're doing, please stop.
0: Okay. So what, what do you think about that?
1: At the end of the day, I don't think it matters because I'll take my opinion of a game when I play it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I think it's fine. Like yeah. I'm totally fine with it. It's you're, they're not getting paid for those reviews. I don't think. And, yeah, it's it's kind of ridiculous for that. Well,
0: brain. any serious critic, if they're getting a review copy, they're probably posting as a critic. Any right. uh, amateur critic, and I, I've done a few reviews myself, you know, you have to buy your own copy. You're probably playing at day one. If you're posting a review day one, then, yeah, it's probably disingenuous or uninformed at best. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, I actually support that, too i i think that the 36 hours is kind of an odd rule i feel like the there should be a min max maybe or maybe just a max so that way a developer like if there's a game that only takes eight hours to beat i feel like you should be able to post maybe the next day and Mm -hmm. if there's a game that you know it takes at least 30 out like i think 36 hours should be the most i think that's a good like rounded time yeah. But again, I mean, that might open the door to t- too much feedback and organization on the part of Metacritic. Obviously, they're just trying to put a Band-Aid on this right now and make a statement. And yeah, I support it too, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people are very bratty and entitled and they like to go in there. And, and the thing is, like you said, a lot of people at the end of the day, they don't care about reviews. They want to use their own opinions. But there are a lot of people that do care about reviews. And I'll I'll be lying if I said that reviews didn't sway my opinion on at least some games as far mm-hmm. as whether or not I was actually going to go pick them up. Like, we talked about Deadly Premonition 2 last week. I was keen to get that, and then I heard about the frame rate issues, and now I'm kind of holding off to see how they address that, if they address that.
1: Yeah, I think it's different when a review addresses, like, the limitations and the issues with the actual gameplay and the mechanics. But the, the issue with The Last of Us 2 was people did not like the way the story went, and that's it.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and again, like, that's, that's fine, too— it, the thing about critics is everybody's going to have different opinions, and that's fine. And not every opinion is going to be 100% right or 100% wrong. I think Video Game Donkey put it best. If you follow critics, follow ones, maybe not necessarily – if you find one that agrees with you like 100% of the time, great. You know that if they like something, you're probably going to like it. But make sure your critics are consistent. That way – If you know a critic that hates every game, even games that you like, but they like this particular game, it must be really good. Conversely, if you know a critic that likes every game, even terrible games, and they say this game is bad, you know it's probably really bad. So as long as you're the voices that you listen to or follow or are consistent, that can be a big help. You know, especially when we're flooded and inundated with so many titles and we do have to kind of make a choice. So yeah. But I, I understand people being upset about games and wanting to rage review, and I understand people trying to review Bomb, or even defend, you know, and go, like, just put 10s up there also, conversely, even though they, they don't know if it's a 10 or not, because they just want to defend it, and they want to attack critics critics who do critique it, because when you make a purchase... A lot of people, for whatever reason, when they make a decision, they align themselves that decision and they defend it and don't want to listen to any new arguments or any dissenting views. They feel like it's an attack on them personally, which I think is odd. (laughs) It's a weird way to live. But but yeah, no, overall, I I support it too. I think it's a good idea. Well, as far as controversial news is concerned, Ubisoft did release uh, some more news. Uh, July 2nd, they had made an announcement. I think the CEO... Eve's Gilmot Gilmont—I don't know how to say his name—that <laughs> 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 uh, they were going to be in, investigating the allegations and restructuring A- HR procedures. That those would be in the works. And on the 11th, the chief creative officer Sergey Haskewitz, uh, global head of HR Cecile Cornette, and the CEO of Canadian Studios Yannis Mallet all stepped down. I think actually shortly after the announcement on July 2nd. Maxine Belland, which is an editorial vice president, they also resigned. So this goes straight up to the top. Like we got oh, CEOs, yeah. HR heads that are like, oh, oh shit, I'm out. <laughs> so yeah. it, it's, it's like weird. I did that one thing. Bye. Yeah. And then in the midst of all this, they're dropping videos about uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Don't look over here. Look over here. But you did look right. over here. So I didn't get a chance to see the video, but I know that you did. Tell me about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm kind of interested.
1: So, my history with Assassin's Creed, I loved the first game, Brotherhood is my favorite, mm-hmm. I played all the way up through partially 4, Black Flag. That just It just got to be too much, Assassin's Creed was just kind of becoming the same thing over and over, and to the point where I didn't even jump back in when they changed up the formula with Origins. Uh, Valhalla looks to be kind of the same thing as Odyssey and Origins before it, as far as the uh, RPG aspects and combat. It's a mm-hmm. little more action oriented. Mm-hmm. A cool thing that they did add that I saw was uh, you can dual wield literally any weapon. Even shields. Like she can uh, he or she, whatever you decide to gender you decide your character to be, can dual wield shields and like barrel through enemies. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting. You travel the world of Valhalla with the Viking forces and you, you're trying to establish a Viking colony within uh, British territory. Mm-hmm. And which is very uh, <laughs> it's very odd you want to start a thriving colony within uh, enemy territory. But uh, basically you travel around with your uh, crew and you blow the horn to let them know you're ready for battle and every time you go into battle your crew is with you. Mm. So it's pretty cool. You can burn down like the houses and stuff with your arrow, flame arrows and uh, it just it looked really interesting, but honestly, I'm probably still not going to play it. Like I haven't played. So the list of Assassin's Creed games that I have not played: mm-hmm. Unity, Syndicate, Partially Black Flag.
0: Black Flag was one of my favorites.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I I liked Edward as a protagonist. I so just I don't I know. I like but...
0: the I like the sea shanties and like sailing the ship around. That was fun. Yeah, I
1: I didn't like the ship. I don't want to do that. I want to assassinate people.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> hey, fair enough.
1: But uh, let's see: Unity, Syndicate, Black Flag, Odyssey, Origins. Mm-hmm. So that's five Assassin's Creed games that I have not played. Mm-hmm. I did play the first five games, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. NCO had three games. Yeah. Okay, did. the first four. The first four games. And uh, yeah, I'm probably not gonna pick it up, man. I just Assassin's Creed used to be like top tier for me, and now it's just kind of fallen by the wayside. But I mean, that's okay. You know, you uh, your tastes kind of become different as you get older and just want different experiences out of your
0: game so i like that they've evolved the series and i played a decent amount of origins i never beat it but i played a lot of it and i played a little bit of the dlc too and i have because it was on sale i have honestly sitting on my playstation's hard drive ready to go just never got around to it because i didn't finish origins yet but i'm with you i don't know if it's just saturation or the formula has gotten stale even with some of the changes but it's just one of those things that I keep telling myself I'm gonna go back to it. maybe I will, but other stuff keeps coming up. So what are you gonna do?
1: Yeah, another thing about it is the uh, the plot. That future plot stuff was always kinda eh.
0: Yeah, they don't they don't never focus... really deliver. Yeah, and they don't focus on that as much anymore from what I've noticed. I mean, even with Origins, you go back to this lady who's kind of using the Abstergo machine or whatever, what they call it, the animus. Mm-hmm. But it's not like her sections aren't very huge. So, mm. Mm. I don't mm. know what it's like on Odyssey, but uh, you know. I think it's like hardly even existent in Black Flag. Like, you're walking around an office like you're a new Abstergo employee. Right. But that's about it. Like, it's those sections are brief and don't really mean much. So, I agree with you there.
1: Yeah.
0: Alrighty. Well, the only other thing I can think of as far as gaming news is Amiibo News. Boop, 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 boop. Mm-hmm. So for those who follow the Smash Direct and saw Min Min, uh, Mr. Sakurai, he showed two Amiibo prototypes he had at his home, one for Joker and one for Hero. And so people are like, oh, cool. We know when that is going to come out. And just recently they announced that the release date for Joker and Hero is going to be October 2nd this year. Awesome. Pre-orders are going up. Amazon keeps selling out, but they're also at Best Buy, Target, and Walmart. I actually went ahead and pre-ordered mine both at Best Buy Because I can run and pick them up. i got a Best Buy around the corner. So that helped me out. So yeah, keep an eye out. There's lots of Amiibo Twitter channels you can follow that will tell you as soon as pre-orders open up. If if you're the type of person that wants to hunt for Amiibos. And the Joker design in particular. It's um, sick. It is you haven't seen it go go google a picture Ami- amiibo joker looks fly i'm not fun. even
1: a, you're the amiibo guy oh you know like you have amiibo every guy. yeah you have every single one but like i could uh,
0: tell you on one hand the amiibos i don't have <laughs> like right. that's where i'm at
1: so, yeah so for me joker is like one of the first ones in a while where i've been like i have to have that yeah so that i'm gonna probably one. buy that one and hero just because Dragon quest 11 was so good yeah No, I Mm. really
0: enjoyed that game. We should do a spoiler cast on that game sometime. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I I would enjoy doing that. All right. Well, we're getting towards the top of the hour, but I need to ask you, sir, this week, what you feeling? Okay, so this
1: week, game-wise, not much of anything, but anime-wise, as you know, I'm a big anime nerd.
0: Oh, we all know. Uh,
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) If you don't know, the second season of Fire Force is out now. I think episode 3 just dropped today. Fire Force is from the creator of Soul Eater. It's a anime from about mm, the early 2010s. And it's just a nice mix of action and comedy and drama, which any good anime is going to have. Also, Demon Slayer, which is an anime that premiered I believe last year or earlier this year. But uh, it was trending on Twitter on episode 19. It was just very beautiful animation and the story is the story is decent but the characters are where it's at and I actually finished the first season like as it was airing and I just couldn't wait anymore so I had to read the manga so I read about 150 chapters hmm. in two days and I finished it. Wow. So like Demon Slayer is over. I finished the manga it's all I did for two days. I was like if I can apply this to video games <laughs> Right. <laughs> then I could be The Last of Us Two soon. But yeah, Demon Slayer, Fire Force. If you've seen Demon Slayer the show, check out the manga. And if you enjoy Soul Eater or have seen the first season of Fire Force, just let you know that it, the second season is up now.
0: Cool. I uh that that's a lot of words I don't know. But okay. <laughs> I'm sure the anime fans are out there like, yeah, not their heads. Well,
1: I'm gonna get you caught up when we go on this trip.
0: Sure. You know that yeah. we're only staying a couple of nights, right? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I, don't care. <laughs> I feel like we got too much to fit in in too little time. Right. Our families are going to be I'm looking forward to it though. Like I guess that I'm really psyched about Ben and and Nora being able to play together. I saw videos that your wife posted up of Nora the other day. She is like ridiculously adorable. I know. I can't she uh it.
1: Let me tell you what she said to me the other day. She we're said saying? uh we were brushing our teeth and she said, "Daddy, you and my daughter's 3." She said, Daddy, you can brush your teeth. I said, yeah. And she said, Daddy, you can do anything. (laughs) And my heart just melted. Like, I almost (laughs) cried. I was like, this girl thinks the world of me. Yeah. She thinks that I am invincible and can do anything. It's what any dad wants their kids to think about
0: them. Which is why my biggest fear is getting my ass kicked in front of Ben. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> what i don't what i do not want to happen is to get into some sort of altercation with him around and then like the dude just be bigger than me or better at fighting right. or both probably and, both. <laughs> and there's just no way i can talk my way out of it and then it, it gets to fisticuffs and he just watch, he just watches his whole world crumble
1: well there's an issue you called it fisticuffs so you're already going down <laughs> yeah yeah i guess uh it's, it's, been, like a, it's been
0: a while since I've engaged in the old gob smacking, as, as the kids boxes. say, real <laughs> little biscuit boxes. <laughs> be Like Dad, you can do anything except not get your ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, get your ass whooped. Yeah, but he's he's taken on a similarly positive tone. Well, he'll be watching me play a game or do something, and he'll his his phrase is, "Wow, you're really good at this." Mm-hmm. And uh, thought that was really sweet. Sometimes though, I'll be saying, I'll be having trouble with a a game or or something i'm saying out loud like oh this is tough or this is hard i'm not very good at this and then he'll go why aren't you very good at this and i'll go well you know it it's just because i haven't had a chance to do it a lot but if i keep trying i can get good at this and he goes why would you why would you keep doing it if you're not good at it and i said well babe that's that's how people get good at things you fail until you succeed And uh, this is probably more of a heavy sentiment and a sentence to say to a four-year-old. I'm sure his mind checked out halfway through. Right. But I'll keep saying it to him until one day he comes online. The people that you admire the most, the people that are really good at the thing that you want to be good at, the people that you look up to have failed at that thing more than you'll ever know. That's how Mm -hmm. they got to where they're at. You you have to keep trying and be okay with failing because that's the only way you get better. So uh, message. Oh, to you. Message. Damn. Keaton Ivory so, Wayne. What a... <laughs> message! I'm wiggling my little baby arms with that one. Uh, that movie, have you Have you gone back and watched that anytime recently?
1: I watched it a few years ago.
0: For, for those who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Don't Drink Your Juice in South Central... Wait, no, wait. Don't Be a Menace to South Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood. It is a compilation of all the John Singleton-esque hood movies by the way and brother wayans brothers kind of like scary movie but not terrible well actually scary movie wasn't too bad kind of like disaster movie but not terrible
1: you know what's crazy i wasn't even i was thinking about uh, i'm gonna get you sucker oh yeah
0: I'm gonna <laughs> but get yeah you, sucker. no but no that's that's even better like i feel like that's an even better movie than uh than uh don't be a menace but don't be a menace is the one because keenan's the one that directed that movie and mm-hmm. every time they, they would try to do like you know they would do something like see this gun is like a mind and you got to fill it with little bits of knowledge like these bullets and then <laughs> they would cut to like the baby crib and keenan's head would be in there on the baby's body like message <laughs> but then at the very end uh well, what what marlon goes man people just don't be caring about people who try not to be a menace to south central what they drink they juice in the hood and then keenan walks by as a message. mailman like what the fuck he talking about <laughs> anyways what am i feeling how much for a wing <laughs> <laughs> one fish two fish red fish blue fish knick-knack give a dog a bone Two thousand zero zero. potty party out of time my bacon is smelling fine mm, mm, that's mm. by the great fair convict <laughs> speaking of uh spoof movies uh i don't think you've returned it to me yet or maybe you have did you ever get a chance to watch fear of a black hat
1: So we got about halfway through it because we were watching it really late at night. Uh
0: But that shit was funny. Oh, you did like it? Yay! I'm glad you like it. Did you get to the part where um, the documentary interviewer was talking to uh, one of the guys and she was like, do you know the caliber of all these guns? Uh, I don't remember. He was showing her like his shed of guns. He goes, "Oh yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Oh this one yeah, here yeah. is for little motherfuckers. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this one over here is for a few more motherfuckers, and this one right here is for big motherfuckers." For <laughs> <laughs> so those who yeah, don't know, fear of a black hat is kind of like straight out of Compton before Straight Out of Compton came out. I think, I think it was spoofing. I, I think there's a movie that did come out. It was kind of like this is Spinal Tap, but for like N.W.A., mm-hmm. and it's funny because eventually Straight Outta Compton came out, but it was less of a documentary and more of like a like a dramatization. But CB4 yeah. came around around that time too. That's the one that Chris Rock did. Selbach Four was another kind of mockumentary, but I didn't think it was near as funny as Fear of a Black Hat. But it got more publicity because Chris Rock was in it. If people don't uh, have never heard of Fear of a Black Hat, I don't know if it's gonna be funny to you or not. If you're a big fan of hip hop in the '90s, it's probably gonna be hilarious. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, what are you feeling this week?
0: I am feeling a particularly YouTube channel that I like to watch on occasion that has really interesting videos. The channel is called Kawami Japan. And Kawami is spelled K-I-W-A-M-I. And essentially, most of his videos are this is the sharpest cardboard knife in the world. This is the sharpest chocolate knife in the world. (laughs) He's made knives out of like... Smoke. He's made knives out of like every metal you can imagine. Uh, uh, He's made knives out of resin. I I, I just can't like some of the stuff. Like how are you going to make a knife out of that? Like glass, ice, different stuff like that. And he'll show the whole process. He'll custom make some tools for molds and things like that. Or he'll mix things together with chemicals or cook things up. So that way they can be molded into an actual knife shape. He's made like a tiny knife out of a drill bit, which is pretty funny. Sure. And uh, he'll take these – he's got like these $1,000 whetstones that he uses to sharpen these knives. And then, of course, he'll, he'll demonstrate actually how sharp they are. And it's really impressive. And it's kind of relaxing to watch. So if you're into like how they make videos or if you have like ASMR, synesthesia, and you like watching like relaxing videos of like – you like the sounds when they come up really close to the microphone. And, and they uh... – <laughs> it, it's, it's chill. It is. It's really chill. And I, I think it blows my mind how he comes up with some of these ideas to make these knives. So, and he's got a bit of a sense of humor, too. You'll see when you watch the show what I'm talking about. Okay. So that is what I am feeling, sir, today. Awesome. All right, all right, all right. Well, we are at the top of the hour, uh, at least before I edit out all the ums in the dead space. Nice. <laughs> so let me go ahead and uh, put in the plugs, and we will be out. Again, you got a bonus episode today. If you haven't already listened to it, don't forget, if you have already beaten Final Fantasy 7 Remake, or you don't care about being spoiled on it, check us out. We've got that spoiler cast up. Now, if you like what you're hearing today and you want to hear more, you want to follow me, you can do so on Twitter at AL. You can also check out my YouTube channel where I upload my Twitch streams and some of the highlights I've been cutting together, and some silent plays. You can do that at MC Paperstacks Plays. My Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash MCPaperStacks. Now Mondays and Wednesdays I stream at nine, em ups on Mondays, Blind Plays on Wednesdays, Fridays I stream at ten, doing horror games, and then Sundays we do The Witcher at seven. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, new schedule, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays from eight to eleven. I'm gonna be streaming Ghosts of Ghost of Tsushima. I keep wanting to do a plural. Right. <laughs> yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. So you can always check out our future podcasts. They're always uploaded on Sundays. The hub is anchor.fm slash player two is enter the pod. And feel free to donate to the cause if you want, or you can send us some feedback via mcpaperstacks at gmail.com. You can listen to us on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you want to check out a local Facebook group full of mostly posts by me and, and other lurkers you can do so <laughs> at facebook.com slash groups slash indie gamers that's all i got
1: awesome and if you want to check out any of the items that i've got for sale you can go to my ebay store at ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more
0: all right sounds good well as always we appreciate you coming by and checking us out we'll see you next week have a good one take care peace